What's good, people? You are now listening to Black Current Podcast with Patsy Aisha. Since the Black Lives Matter movement blew up globally around the world from the tragic murder of George Floyd, I really wanted to hear from my people, black and brown people, their stories, their talent and their joy, but also the struggles and the hardships they've had growing up black and brown in the UK. I want to raise awareness, inspire, start conversations, pop in bubbles. This is how we continue to get better and be better together. In this series of episodes, you will hear from some of my closest friends and how it's been for them growing up. Welcome to Black Current Chats with Patsy. Hey guys, it's Patsy here. I'm that person that talks about race. But right now, I'm going to introduce you to a very close friend of mine. Ah, uh, <laughs> love it already. Yeah. Louise! Hey! Like, how are you doing? I'm good, you know, I'm good. And I, do you know what? I just what of what you were saying. I love that. I feel like we should be able to speak about race. For the longest time, I feel like it was something we felt like, you know, we only said in certain spaces. But I think this time is just fully showing that, like, let's talk about it, you know. It, it's something that lives in all of our lives and we should just open the lid. So, I think it's great what you're doing. Before we even start, go you. Oh, thanks, girl. I, I agree. I, from what you've just said, I feel like me personally, I only speak about it with people who can relate. And yeah. this is a time to talk about with everybody. 100%. So if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, what you do, your heritage, your family background. I always say I'm British Nigerian. Grew up in a traditional Nigerian home. So I was born in London. I moved out to Kent when I was like... 13, 14, lived there for most of like my teenage years. So that was a really big experience for me in terms of blackness. I moved to South Wales for university. So I was there for a bit. I was in Baltimore for a year as well in America. And that was like probably one of the best years of my life. Mm. And then I came back home for a bit. And then I, I've been living in Manchester for the last, I think it's like maybe four years. Yeah, I feel like I've been in different places of the UK. But if people were to ask me, I'm like British Nigerian like it's both things it's not just one or the other yeah. both things I think impact who you are and I think as a you know we're really lucky I think in this country as well like we we know the roots of where we come from or our generations mm. so that really impacts us as people something that has come to me recently which I've yeah. become aware of is you know where school or any questionnaire and it tells you to fill out or tick the box of where you're from yeah does that ever make you feel awkward because for me personally I've been around a lot of white people so I'm I feel like oh well I'm not even putting my name in this like anonymous sheep or everybody just doesn't know it's me so yeah have you had experience with that like where you feel a bit awkward or it's a really good question because I've had to fill that form for so many different reasons it's hard to just tick your identity because usually the box that I tick is almost like black British or black British origin or something like that it's almost like black British African one box for a lot of people isn't enough to define who you are Mm. I do it really quickly but 
afterwards like, there's always like a mix of questions that really come in like like our race is obviously something that comes into question just from that book and I feel like that ripples in so many aspects of your life like in a sense of like you can't just be one thing or like you know what I mean I just feel like it sometimes it feels really simplified to kind of tip one box to showcase your whole identity mm. and I feel like there's probably a lot of people who look at that form and they're like I don't feel like my race isn't represented here or I don't feel like I can just be classified with one tip but it's a really it's a like a really good question because yeah I mean I know they use it for different reasons actually do you know what why do they use it sometimes I'm not even as aware mm. I've always found it really strange and I don't know if it's always the best way to sort of measure mm. diversity in your workplace really yeah well like to say Africa is yeah. not just Africa it's not do you know what I mean it's not a country it's exactly. a continent so there's so many countries within yeah. Africa so if you're going to be asked to take a box then at least put all the African countries it, yeah exactly it's almost like the full definition or the full lens of who we are you don't always see it like in those boxes because it's almost like okay do you really know the amount of like different mm. tribe how you would define yourself you know so I, I fully agree it's, if you're going through it go for it fully I want to see like a six page form you know what I mean like and you're trying to you're trying to take exactly what you feel like you are like go for it fully so there's normally like maybe there's like six you can tick say for example and then the end one is always other I don't want to write other in the other section that makes me feel why why am I not as you know represented with the list why am I not with the list yeah do you know what I completely forgot about that but you're right I think that kind of just shows as well that sort of lens of privilege in the sense of okay we've we've put these options but everything else yeah like you know you are that other book because I've always felt like that outside I feel like sometimes you do in life and there are so many aspects where I feel like we're not ticking off and they're kind of seen as the other like or sometimes it's almost like where BAME for example that term it's almost like you're putting a lump of different racial experiences Mm. in just that term when it's so nuanced even in that and it's like it's almost like BAME is like oh all the other diverse races like all into that sort of lump sum and I think there's been so many obviously interesting conversations around what that term should be because that doesn't really feel like that's fully defining and showing like yeah. what people are like how you would define yourself yeah so, because if we break yeah. down bmme it's black asian minority ethnicity is that right do you know what i think so it's almost like yeah like there's an aspect in that where you'll be like okay i'm not in that or i'm not i don't feel like i've got that same representation mm. in that box like so where am I like does my experience matter am I even seen so yeah like I've just seen a lot of conversations around that and I'll be really interested to see like what is the best way to sort of represent that and then why do we all have like a term that we all have to be under Mm -hmm. like an umbrella term you know like it's interesting isn't it because white people don't have to have should we go to our white meeting group we have to go should we go to our babe meeting like what it's so true I don't know who referenced it it's probably a book where I think there's a lot of questions as well where sometimes people being asked okay what does whiteness Mm. mean like do you know what I mean like that definition of it because I think sometimes people haven't been able to actually have to ask that question so it's almost like once you're able to really define like what that actually means you understand that for someone Mm. you know else you know what that can mean for them and actually understand that lens i watched this documentary on channel four and i think it's it's looking at young kids 
I think it's almost like the school that tried to end racism and it's really interesting because it kind of really shows that definition of like whiteness and being a young child who is understanding their race and actually fully having conversations about it because actually I feel like from school I mean Mm. you're visible instantly about Mm. if you are you know a black girl of your race like fully visible and it's just sometimes I think as a white person you might not always be as aware Mm. of that if you're in the majority which I always think is really interesting and I think there should be more questions about that so you can almost have that bigger understanding of bias and your lens in the world and what you see and I guess what you don't see it's interesting you mentioned the the tv documentary but from what I can gather it's about unlearning the unconscious bias is that right yeah like I mean there's so many deep things about it so I'll let you watch it to fully get it but one of the things that I really really took from it was I I don't even know how young they are but I think yeah they're really sort of having these sort of focus groups to really understand about actually bias and privilege it's a spoiler okay it's gonna be a spoiler but there's an episode where they're all racing the teacher basically asks questions like have you ever been you know had to worry about being stopped and stuff or all of these different things and if you had those things happen to you you have to take a step back and I really like that how they show that with kids because there's a range of races there and then through that almost like race you're able to see well the physical race (laughs) you're able to see like how your identity your racial identity can really like determine Mm. how far you are in that sort of like Mm. beginning line and that was just through showing that to young kids. And I thought that was really, really interesting. There was, there was oh, so gosh, there's this one character. <laughs> okay, spoiler alert, spoiler, spoiler alert. But it was so interesting. She was, uh, like, she's mixed race. And I think she's half Asian and half white. Her identity was something from that young age she's mm. always been grappling with. And then there's this um, session where the teacher asks them whether you can go to the room of white kids or stay in the room of, you know... I guess kids of who are minority she had that sort of question to herself she was like which room do I go to like do I go to the mm. white room or do I do I stay in this sort of room and I'll let you watch it because I feel like I'm like promoting <laughs> the show for Channel 4 it's so funny but I'll wait for you to watch it but I just thought that was so interesting at that young age oh. where she's thinking about her identity because yeah technically yeah. she's yeah. both things but I think the world a lot of the times when you are mixed race I mean you could prob- mm-hmm. you can speak about it better than me because I'm not but I think you are instantly seen sometimes as a mm-hmm. as a black child or an Asian mm-hmm. child if you are mixed race. No, it's really, really interesting. interesting you say that because as soon as she said that, which which room do you want to go to? I was thinking, oh, the amount of times I've had that struggle and it's really hard because yeah. you go in the room full of white people then you stand out and then you don't feel white. I mean, mixed race is a race is a race of its own. So I think a lot of people forget that. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, yeah, you're fully right, and I think it's that thing, isn't it? Of yeah, the world putting you in in mm. particular boxes, and you know, it's it's almost like how you seen. But I think that's probably such a big thing because even in blackness itself, like for me as a black British like Nigerian girl, I've always felt like the world has said I'm one thing and. I can't see myself mm. represented in that or, you know what I mean? Like, I, I felt like I had to really define who I was, regardless of what other British Nigerians were saying or what the media was saying. Because I think sometimes, yeah, like, the world can be limited in saying this is this is your identity, this is who you are, and that's it. And I think how I've kind of gained a sense of confidence or empowerment in myself is that 
aspect of me saying this is who I am. I mean, it is complex, isn't it? I mean, we all have our own experiences. Like nobody can take that experience away from us, no matter what race. And that is for everybody. We can't take anyone's experience. Yeah. So you're an older sister and obviously you've got two younger sisters. Did you ever feel a level of responsibility to protect them? Because you've already gone through it. I, I think 100%. I think because I moved from like a, a part in London where it was really, really diverse. And then I moved, when I moved out to Kent, I think there were three black girls in my whole year. I mean, yeah, overall. That's when I really first really got racism. Overt racism and microaggressions. And I think when you sort of grow up with that experience and you look at your two younger sisters, just empowering them to know that, so I think with my sisters, I was just really conscious to check in them and see like, oh, how are you? How's school? Like, how do you, you see yourself? Like, just to really make sure that they're not negatively impacted mm. by it so much. Because I think I was massively for a, very, for a very long time. So yeah, I've always been really protected. But I think the great thing about my sisters is that, gosh, like they're they're amazing like you know I mean like all sisters I think you always have your like small disagreements now and again but they really really sort of I think know who they are it is crazy that from a young age you've had to have that weight on your shoulders of protecting I mean I think families you protect anyway but this is like an added pressure no 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 I I like I fully agree with you and we're black women at times it does feel like you sort of take that protecting role like very like nurturing and like you know like you take on a lot yeah like I did I did feel a pressure but at the same time I was like no I love my sisters and I love instinctively I was like I just want to make sure that you guys are okay like we're we're in this sort of world together I guess it gives you that bond you know like no other because you've you've had to you know when you think about sisterhood on so many different aspects like obviously me and my sisters or just friendships you do Mm. bond over moments that you've big moments that you've gone through or experiences that you're like gosh I get and even in this time of like black lives matter movement I really just think in terms of like gosh Mm. sisterhood is solidarity and like you might be someone who obviously isn't black a person but if you're able to just even understand, try and understand or do that extra work and say, do you know what? I'm with you. Mm. Like, I might not understand it all, but I'm going to be with you in this and like do the work and like be that sense of solidarity. Then I'm like, OK, like we can be sisters because I know that person is like going to try and make that effort to so be an ally like I think allyship is so important so you did it. speak about then having different races um as you're as you're growing up do you feel like that shaped you in any particular way my primary school I mean I didn't even know at the time but it was really diverse like range of different races and I remember like I was in year five and like I think I brought Jonah Fries in at school and like this boy called Sid like I think he was like white British he was like, oh gosh I love Jonah Fries when I obviously went to Kent I would say I mean everyone in my school was white so Mm. the majority of my friends were white and I think that was probably the first time I was sort of Mm. like more visible of my race what about you Pat is it the same I think we pretty much my whole education was all white apart from when I went to university so for me it was a massive shock I was like what is this (laughs) what (laughs) it was was, yeah (laughs) It was really weird. It was the first time I dated a black boy. 
Um, I think it was the first time I dated, actually, yeah, so that's good. a lie. Yeah. It was just the first time I dated. A black guy yeah. interacted with me, was way more confident. I didn't feel like I was put on a pedestal, where I did feel like that when I dated white boys. Mm. Um, and I think that's because they didn't know how to speak to me. They thought I was this like, exotic kind of creature, but I'm yeah. just like you, but my skin tone's a little bit different. Put into this world where I had to learn a lot I had to yeah. wake up and realize that I was mixed race not that I didn't know that but I had to understand people saw me like that now because I got a lot yeah. of microaggressions yeah. I mean I didn't know what that word was until the last few years oh. but I got a lot of microaggressions I knew what it was and they always made me feel sad or awkward or I didn't know that's it was actually a thing I really feel you on that aspects of microaggressions because I think it's something that even me though because I think I mean, I knew of the term, but I obviously now it's such in a, mm. it's such in a big arena. And I think for me, it's been two like aspects of microaggressions because I think like in sort of like white spaces or I've dated because I've dated like a range of different races. But in some of some of the people I've dated where they've been really particular, mm. expecting me to be a certain way or like a certain thing. So almost like you've got, gosh, even sometimes the commentary on hair, like I remember being in certain spaces and like, oh gosh, it's like your real hair and like... Mm touching i've had people touch my braids and i was like gosh like i just felt almost like mm. you, you've almost felt hyper visible like and not and people not really mm. really seeing you as like a full human being because no. i wouldn't just touch anyone's hair <laughs> you know what i mean like out of respect like i wouldn't do that it, it's just a bit strange and then it's like the other side of where there's been micro questions where i felt mm. like i've not really been seen at all like i've been in workspaces where i've been called the other sort of like black girl black girl's name and i'm like wow mm. like we're completely different <laughs> like completely different so many different aspects not being seen as well is like another aspect of microaggressions where it's almost like they kind of see you all as one that's something that's really upset me especially as I think growing up in the world my biggest journey mm. has been one of like confidence and like coming into my own so to not be seen and not being really fully understood that's been like slightly um dehumanizing in like a lot of ways can really affect you in life and I think I'm just so happy like people are having conversations about it now because I think a lot of the time these no, are really no. nice people they don't even know what they're doing it's just an unconscious thing and like it's education it's now this is a time to say like actually you can't do that you, <laughs> you can't touch my hair you, you know people aware that I'm not the other black girl like I, I'm a different person you know I bring a different experience it's you touched mad. on dating a, a bit a little bit dating different races first I would say proper relationship was with someone who was European I would say and do you know what it was one of those things where like we just really really got it just on, made so sense you fully like I didn't I didn't overthink mm. it I just really really like the person them just knowing that okay my hair changes it's like different aspect they had a lot of questions around that things like that and I think when I went to obviously be with their family they were really nice like that that surprised me because a lot of my friends were like gosh you know be careful like you know you don't know what they're going to say but they were really welcoming and like they were you know they had really positive things to say but a hundred percent I think sometimes we like to think that race doesn't matter or people mm. say oh race doesn't matter when you're together it does 
in the outside world, like when you both are in the outside world, you are going to get certain things or certain conversations or certain things said about you. Like I know with his friends, like they had said some racial things that he pulled. Yeah, gosh, I remember it. I think someone, one of his friends must have said that, oh, I hear black girls are basically hypersexual or something like that. It was like around that sort of term, which is so offensive, really, once again, because I guess it's similar Mm. to black boys when they say certain things, you know, about yeah I don't know to need to get into detail you know the stereotype kind of thing and like yeah I remember he pulled he pulled them up and said like that's actually really really offensive but that once again is because of conversations Mm. we had had together and saying and when I was saying about black guys when I when they're like oh when people say that they're actually Mm. not seeing them as a full human like they're over sexualizing them and like Mm -hmm. I mean there's a history in that so I think he wasn't perfect in himself like we had a lot of conversations where I had to be like okay this is a history of this thing or like you know people saying this and stereotypes and stuff like that so I felt like yeah there was still work in terms of educating him but overall I think because he was really open to that and understanding once again it's almost that thing of like before Black Lives Matter movement I think sometimes people felt like racism wasn't a problem if you were mm. from two different races and you got together but I felt like that there was there's still an education in that you know like around so many different things so it was an experience for me really positive like we still get mm. on you know we're still friends and I think he always when we do speak about it he always just says like you know what I I learned a lot being with you about things and and mm. I learned a lot being with him too like it was from both sides so I just think it's that thing of like if you are in a different in an interracial relationship you still you have, have to, to have you really have important to. questions about race yeah and I think people forget that people just think because you're attracted to each other that oh they, that other person needs to understand it to exactly. work on their relationship for it to be healthy if you were to stay with someone who was of a different race there are conversations there in terms of yeah. how they're gonna be seen in the world you know how they're gonna be seen in the world how mm-hmm. you sort of like their hair you know that's a different texture like you've got to do that extra work in order to like really sort mm-hmm. of see them for the full being they are and gosh I mean there's a really good passage on it in uh, why I'm no longer talking to white people about race where she kind of goes on about that where just because you have a child of a different race basically you still have to do the work because it's almost like you are really seeing their experience and you want to bring them in the world to understand knowing your heritage your history where you're kind where you come from so it's almost like you want to give that child the best almost like it's like package of like this is the history of 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 like that aspect of blackness Mm. to you just so they know and they're ready to kind of go into that world because you know that's that's the only way like you can be that full being of yourself you know to know all the aspects of what you bring in life and where you're from yeah it's it's big isn't it and I think love or being with someone is a really great time to have those big conversations because you both want to be on the same page and really understand each other fully. And I think that's important to do. So yeah. To stand tall with each other, to stand strong with each other, you have to get through the awkwardness or the conversations you might not normally speak yeah. about. Or it's just understanding the other person so that yeah. you can give what they need or do what they need or all, all of that's important. What does being black mean to you? It's layered, isn't it? It's so many different things and it's meant so many different mm. things at different parts of my life. Because, yeah, it, it's 
for me growing up, British Nigerian girl, blackness, in a lot of ways it meant excellent. Mm. I felt like I had to be brilliant. I had to work really hard at school because my mom and dad, they want, I felt that pressure of being like, okay, you know, you're the only black girl in the class. Like you can't mess around. You've got to do really well. And then there was that other side of it where, you know, I experienced racism and microaggressions and feeling like I couldn't see myself in books and film and media. And I was like, gosh, there's a sad, there was a sadness. I was like, where am I? Like, where is my experience? Am I is it even valid? Like there was aspects of that. And I think it's been so many different things. But then as I think I've grown up, I've been able to see blackness as the range of different things that it is. Being black doesn't mean one thing. I think it's historical. I know my history, the positivity pre-colonial of like mm. what Nigeria was. And like, I know, I know like, that empowerment there and I think as me as a person now as a black girl I would say that it's about making sure that I showcase all the aspects of what being a black girl means it isn't just one thing like it isn't just like um, Michaela Cole's experience on I May Destroy You or mm. it isn't just it's just Elba's experience on Luther like it could be being that awkward black girl who's like into film and like you know like comics and stuff it's so many aspects of it and all of those are valid mm. that's kind of what I say blackness means to me is like is me being my full self like being seen and being visible and feeling like you have those opportunities it's a lot of things it's a lot of things. 100% layered because I think everybody is layered. We're not just human beings walking around. We have yeah. so many like passions. We have culture. We have religion. We have so many different things that yeah. make us who we are. That's why they always say yeah. you're the only one of you in this yeah. world because me and you, we could think 99% yeah. the same. But that 1%, that's what makes us different. Exactly. Exactly. No, you're you're fully right. And I think, yeah, like, and I think that's where I want to see our time now. Like, you know, I, I always speak from a, like, creative ex- um, perspective and a writer's perspective. Like, I just mm. want to see those range of, like, that 1% that makes you different. That's kind of where I am in terms of, like, it's been, this time has been really great in terms of sort of, like, educating about our history. Mm. But it's also, like it's just being inspired about all the things that we can be and we can see and like that's what I'm excited yeah. for in this next chapter you know of this like revolution and movement like and I can't wait I can't wait to see it we're all ready and because I think a lot of time being different makes us stand out but not for the good you know you get laughed at or you get pointed at or whatever but yeah. no that's what makes you beautiful you know I feel your passion yeah. Oh, and you know what thank you for talking about all of this like I, you know I feel like it's really great to kind of to have these sort of conversations and yeah you're doing that in yourself in like recording these and like hearing yeah like what it means to be either black or, or how race like manifests in our life it's amazing to hear other people's stories maybe people's stories that we don't see like Lou said on tv in the newspaper in the magazines and the books like sometimes we just don't see representation across the scale and I think that's all I'm really trying to achieve is to to see other people like you say like to make everyone mm-hmm. feel valued and wanted and to feel a part of the world thank you for listening and have a lovely rest of your day if it's morning evening night god bless and holler at me if you've got any questions <laughs> or anything like that so thank you i've been patsy and i've had a special guest with me louise 
Thank you for listening to Black Current Chat, hosted by me, Patsy Aisha. If you want to continue this conversation, then holler at me. I'll put my details in the description box. If you want to listen to any more content by Black Current Podcast, then check us out on Apple or Spotify. And a massive thanks to my guests. Thank you for sharing your stories, your journeys, and you to the table. Every conversation counts. Let's keep Black Lives Matter movement a movement and not a moment. Until next time, I've been Patsy Aisha.